My mind is blown. I mean, Patrick, I'm feeling like there's a whole wide world out there. This is kind of blowing my this mind. This is blowing my mind And well. I'm looking at Sam's face. I'm just like, oh, what am I doing with my life? It's time to rethink some life choices. I yes! Think. Okay, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Put the Lotion in the Basket. I'm Patrick. I'm Anna. Or good evening, or good afternoon, whenever yeah, you're sorry, listening yeah, to it, this. It's morning we now, should say. But, um, <laughs> but wherever you are, and whatever time of day it is, um, I wish you a salutation. And I don't remember the last time I've used the word salutation, and I'm going to stop using it now. Anna, yes. let's do a quick skin check-in. Yes. Well, yeah, I think you have a couple of big headlines. Huge headlines. In the skin world, big. don't you? Yes, front page news. I was gifted a couple of goop products this week. I know. I mean, and I selfishly just started using them myself. <laughs> of course. That skin care is about looking after number one. It is. And so thanks to some friends in high places, I was given the goop peptide serum, the one that Gwyneth developed with Dr. Julius Few, who yes. we talked about last week. Yes. And also the goop instant microderm abrasion facial. I think I might be bungling the name a little, but that's more or less the name of the product. It's a it's a exfoliant that you put on your face and it's a little scrub, kind of a combo between a scrub and a mask. Oh. So I used the exfoliant last night and I'm pleased. I mean, I think, you know, my skin looks good. You know, I mean, no product is going to transform it after one use, but I do use, as we all know regularly, the Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads. Mm. That already is a daily exfoliant. I would never use these on the same day, but I think that this goop scrub is kind of a nice thing to incorporate maybe like once or twice a week. It's just satisfying to sometimes have a little bit of a physical exfoliant and it it did it does give a little glow. I mean, I think it's a good product. And then I this morning for the first time applied the peptide serum. Mm-hmm. So, I'm still doing a vitamin C serum because it's it's thinner than the peptide serum. Dr. Bronner. Dr. Gross. I have reverted oh. to all things Dr. Dennis Gross, essentially. And also I felt miffed by Dr. Brenner ignoring all of our requests to come on this podcast. Oh, so yeah. I went back to Dr. Dennis Gross. So I still use that. But then, you know, the one Dennis Gross product that I don't love is his fill and repair serum. It's sort of a plumping serum that is meant to be put on top of the vitamin C. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's the only product he makes that I don't love. It's kind of like a slimy consistency and it's sort of like tacky, like sticky on your face. It never really sinks in. So I'd, I'd been using it out of loyalty, brand loyalty, but just like not loving it. Yeah. But I think this goop peptide serum is the new replacement for that because i put it on this morning it has a really nice very subtle smell to it which mm-hmm. is it's kind of it's very gwyneth you know it's kind of like a mm. naturey sort of not overwhelming botanical. botanical smell exactly but very subtle it goes on really nice it's like it's just sort of a, a thick serum that's moisturizing but it sinks in you know it's called the youth boosting peptide serum so let's see if it boosts my youth my skin's youth <laughs> but i today this morning i was pleased yeah yeah well when you've already got great skin that the one downside to having great skin is when you do start using a new product mm. you're looking for improvements 
when there aren't mm. really any improvements to be had. So, you know, be kind to yourself. Yeah, fair point. I mean, um, my skin was so great to begin with that, you know. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I mean. It's the, it's the downside. This is why I come here. Anyway, that was my <laughs> long update. That was my long um, update. Quick question. Did you look up how much these products are RP for? Yes. Um, the youth boosting peptide serum is like, I want to say $150 or something like that. Nice. So, I mean, it's not like unmanageable to you know buy it myself in the future but it's definitely like pushing the price point and then the the scrub i can't remember i want to say like 120 yeah i mean i would i would expect a hundred up yeah for any goop product Mm -hmm. really yeah pretty much fantastic well i'm delighted to hear about your haul um was hoping to get something myself but i'm sure you'll um i'm sure you'll send something to me in the post or something you know? i will yeah <laughs> eventually yeah. i'll uh, i'll spread the love i've i've literally gotten all this all the swag of this podcast so far no except for the dr compost stuff oh yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. true mm-hmm. i yeah i d- i am a receiver of swag i did receive a moisturizer and a tinted sunscreen that i've got to say i am in love with I started the year, sure some of you may remember, with kind of a skin SOS situation. It was, I was dry, I was red, I didn't know what was causing it. I did, I had just had COVID, I didn't know if it was that, but it was, my skin was not in a good place. And I I was saying to myself, I was almost manifesting, I was like, I just need a really great moisturiser because my skin is screaming out for moisture. And then within a few days... On the TV show I work on, we have a, a, a skin expert come on the show. He walked into the dressing room and handed me two products, a moisturizer and a, a tinted sunscreen, which have, I think, solved the problem. An angel. So yeah, he was an angel. Um, and um, I'm, I'll be forever grateful to Dr. Daniel Campos, whose tinted sunscreen is called Ageless Forever. I like the sound of that. A bold claim, but I'll take it if it's written on the uh, packaging so anyway we're here we're actually very excited because we have a guest in the kitchen today and she is as passionate if not more about skincare than we are so we're going to be talking to her about everything what she puts on her face what she's had done to her face and again most importantly how much all of that hurt her name is Sam and she joins us now hello Sam Hi, Sam. hello good morning so happy to have you here yes we are and I will say she's a dear friend we've we've known each other a while she has gifted me skincare in the past at moments of my life when I've really needed a boost so I'm very happy to bring our friendship into the podcast realm yes it's so nice to be here I listen every week and I've been thinking to myself Anna must not love me because I have not been invited onto the podcast to talk about skincare but here I am how many thousands of people are going to have that same you are. thought? I know. It's just people banging down our door. Well, we are very excited to talk to you. And actually, I did want you to explain a little because you, we talk, you and I talk a ton about skincare. So you are a natural fit for this podcast because this is like an extension of the conversations that we have all the time. We're always texting and you're, you send me photos of, you know, if you're going to get some laser or something done, which we want to talk about. But tell us a little about how you have gotten into this because- in the time that I've known you, which is a while now, you've gone from like somebody who's pretty low maintenance and doesn't think much about skincare to surpassing my knowledge for sure. And being the person who tells me oftentimes about, you know, new procedures or new, you know, things you can do in an office or products. So like, how, what, tell me about this transformation. So I'm a big believer that skin is 
75 to 90% genetic. And I was blessed with good genetics. I had great skin. People thought I was younger than I was. When I would tell people my age, they would say, oh my gosh, I would never guess that you're that age. Or people would stop me on the street and tell me how great my skin is and ask me what I used, to which I would reply, I use Cetaphil and that's it and no moisturizer or nothing like that. No um, SPF? No SPF, except I was using for years until they discontinued it, a philosophy primer that had SPF 15, which it turns out is probably useless. Yeah. Oh. Um, cooking was, oil, basically. Yeah, cooking oil. It was a silicone kind of feeling primer with a little tint that just kind of evened everything out. Um, that got discontinued. But I noticed probably around two, 2017, 2018, no one was complimenting my skin. No mm. one was acting surprised by my age. <laughs> and I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> so, um, and I was looking in the mirror and starting to see these little lines in my forehead, and especially I had two right above my eyebrows that just make, made me look a little bit mean. <laughs> and so I was at the dermatologist, at a new dermatologist, and I said, okay, now is time for Botox. And I got Botox, and I said, what is this magic? Yeah, I think it is. if you are going to do two things to your face, sunscreen and Botox. Yes, thank you. Preach. Preach. <laughs> Um, That's it. Yeah. Yes. So, so your love affair with skincare and procedures began with Botox. Began with Botox. And then, would you say it kind of snowballed from there? One hundred percent. And this is something Anna and I talk about often: is the slippery slope. Mm -hmm. So you get a little Botox right here above your eyebrows, just to prevent those forehead lines. And then you think, you know, my crow's feet. And so then you come around the eyes and then you're like, you know, my bunny lines on my nose. Yes. So then you do there. And then you think, well, if Botox is good, filler must be better. Uh -huh. um, so I did my first filler in 2019 and I didn't like it particularly. I did my marionette lines, which I have nasolabial folds and marionette lines. I felt like my face just felt puffy. Mm -hmm. It felt like everything projected forward. I was not a big fan of it. And so I thought, Enough with the filler, mm -hmm. just do the Botox, and did some, I think it was radio frequency with ultrasound. It felt like a hot stone massage right along my chin and mm. I, in the jawline, which was not inexpensive and also did nothing. Oh. Wow. And then also did some cool sculpting because I had a terrible genetic double chin. And the only thing cool sculpting did for me was make me not be able to feel anything under my chin for about three months. But okay, so know. for anyone that hasn't heard Ugh. of cool sculpting, can you just explain what that procedure is? Is that like where you freeze? You're supposed to like, it like freezes fat or something and then it's supposed to dissolve? Yes. And some people it does work for. Other people it creates a paradoxical um, phenomenon where you actually swell. Thank God oh that my didn't gosh. happen to me. I believe there's a famous model who oh. that did. Linda, Linda Evangelista. Oh, and, and it, you can still see it. Yes. I don't know if you've watched that documentary on Apple TV, I think. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, she looks amazing, but it's a little bit pillowy, the face. Mm -hmm. And on her body, I think she, um, she sued them and everything because she had like, um, you know, lumps and yeah. It created, I think, something almost like a lipoma, like some sort of fat oh, no. um, 
tumor situation oh that is scar gosh. tissue and they're very difficult if not impossible to get rid of <gasps> again did not happen to me but also i did not see benefit from this procedure right okay so you, so it so it sounds like you did your homework you shopped around i did and you know unfortunately we do have to kiss a few frogs before we find our our prints. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about what's really worked for you. Yes, and because also sitting here right now, I mean, people can't see you, but your skin looks flawless. Yeah, it really does. It is flawless. You do not look weird. Like you don't no. look like somebody who has, you know, le you know, you see them and you think, wow, that person's had a lot of procedures done. You don't have that look at all. You just look like you have fantastic skin. Thank you. Well, I think I have steered more toward procedures that stimulate your own body mm. to make your skin the best it can be, with the exception of, as I talked about my double chin before, I had a terrible double chin. I did do liposuction of my neck and chin. It was the best thing I've ever done. Mm. But then afterward, I really wanted to tighten up my entire face. So my doctor recommended Silfirm X, which is radio frequency microneedling. And I started that back in October. Right, so so recently. Recently. And those those results kind of develop over time, right? So they talk do. talk to us a little bit about that. So I did three treatments, each one month apart. And after the first one, I thought, okay, that's fine. Nothing bad happened. I noticed my skin was a little bit glowier mm -hmm. and some of the hyperpigmentation had gone away. Mm -hmm. um, and I noticed a little bit of change at that time in my upper eyelids, although I'm tired and swollen today. It did firm up a little bit on my upper mm -hmm. eyelids. Um, by my third session, when the nurse asked me what I thought of the procedure, I said, you know, it's good. I'm not really seeing huge results. And she said, just wait. One day you're going to wake up and look in the mirror and you're going to say, I look snatched. Which is a word I love. The dream. Um, I don't really love that word. Um, <laughs> I love the. I love what that word represents. Yes. Though. I mean, don't we all want that tautness? For sure. And I looked in the mirror probably last week, and I said, you know, I really am noticing a change in the quality of my skin. It, the laxity has reduced quite a bit. I mean, you have no sagging in your skin, and are you even wearing makeup? It doesn't look like you're wearing makeup. I'm wearing tinted SPF over my regular SPF. Wow. And what is your regular SPF? I want to know what these products are because you look great. Yes. So my regular SPF is this Round Lab Birch Juice Moisturizing Sunscreen. It is Korean. It is SPF 50 plus, 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 plus. I don't know what that means. I think it does a very good job of blocking UVA and UVB. And I like it because while it is a chemical sunscreen, it is not a physical sunscreen, and that's yours to keep. So please open it, play with it, feel it. Oh, it's thank not you, heavy. Sam. It doesn't smell like sunscreen. It feels almost like a moisturizer, and it has really great skin boosting ingredients in it. It has niacinamide. It has I'm going to mispronounce some of these allantoin, I think. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. And it just really absorbs into the skin and feels weightless. I always keep it in my purse along with um, my tried and true aquaphor tube. Mm -hmm. And I think it is just the greatest. Amazing. Wow. Um, well, okay, I want to go off on a tangent about products, but I also want to ask if there are any other procedures that you swear by. Because wait, the one you mentioned, is is it Siliform? Siliform? Silfirm. S-Y-L-F-I-R-M-X. 
and it is radio frequency microneedling. Okay. So you are stabbing your face with little tiny warm hot um, needles. Mm -hmm. um, the first session, I think what they do is they go a little more intense each time. So the first session, I felt nothing. Mm -hmm. I was terrified because it's very similar to Morpheus. Yeah, I was going to say, is it is it Morpheus just with another name? I think it's very similar. Yeah, It's supposed to be a little less painful, and there are scientific reasons for that that I cannot explain. It's kind of like, I think, the next gen of Morpheus. Yeah. Um, but I was terrified, and I felt nothing. And um, the nurse, Jessica, said that I had one of the highest pain tolerances she'd ever seen. And I was shocked because I didn't consider myself a high pain threshold person. I'm kind of a wuss. I like numbing cream for Botox. Um, right. So, but, but this, so this didn't hurt. Not the first time. The right. second time it was a little bit spicier. Uh -huh. The third time, because she was really going for my problem areas. And when I tell you, they'd go right here. Oh, right. That's like right under the eye. I'm pointing to right under your lower lash line, under your eye, and Ooh. also across your eyelid. Um, and you can't put numbing cream under your eye or that close to your eye, it'll sting your eyes. So you only put the eye cream kind of right to where your cheek meets that tear trough area. Ow. So by the end there, it wasn't terrible. I would say it was a five, but my body was shaking a little bit. Um, and <laughs> I don't know if that sounds like a five to me. But it, it, didn't, it didn't hurt so much as like it was the anticipation because it makes a little like cha-ching noise like every time yes. it goes in. And so you're kind of anticipating it. It wasn't terrible. Um, and the redness, I did it with exosomes, by the way. Yes, and I've heard of exosomes. We've talked about those before. Right. And Dr. Daniel Campos, who came onto the show I work on, talked about exosomes as being the future of skincare for 2024 and beyond. Yes. So. And did, this do, did they just do face or is it face and neck? So for Silfirm X, I did face and neck. And the reason I did neck is I had just had the liposuction done under my chin and that we my doctor and I and I have to give a shout out to my doctor Jimmy Farouz it's wonderful I was gonna say you you have to share who your doctor is because clearly this person's done a good job because you like we've said you look great and not weird so yes. yeah Jimmy Farouz he's Fer in Fer Los Angeles he's in Los Angeles his office is in Beverly Hills and I found him through a friend of mine who's an attorney who just she looks natural and lovely and well-rested. And I said, who do you go to for your Botox? She's not someone you would expect to do a lot on her face. And she sent me to Dr. Farouz. And since then, I have been at little events with friends of mine. And we've made the connection that we all see this person. But none of us told each other about him. He's not someone who is one of the big celebrity put himself yes. out there types, although he certainly sees folks. Mm -hmm. but. This is like, there are tears of getting, you know, work done in Los Angeles. And when I say work done, I don't mean like plastic surgery or, you know, super invasive things, but like the lasers or, you know, microneedling or Botox. I feel like, okay, there's like the Real Housewives set where you see them and it is super obvious that they're doing stuff and they want that look and they are super frozen and they have giant lips or, you know, whatever. No shade. I mean, yes, I'm kind of throwing shade, but I'm like not. Patrick I likes, love he look. loves that look. I don't love that look, but you love it. Um, I love it on them. And yeah. if I was a Real Housewife, I would have that totally. face too. Totally fair. I think like, but then there is like a whole other tier of people that like you wouldn't 
think do much because you know they just have regular jobs they're like not they don't seem particularly vain but they just kind of look good and you're like hmm and I feel like you're you're in that group (laughs) thank you and I have to say as a housewives super fan Look, I would love to have my face look like Kyle Richards or Dorit Kemsley yes. any day. I think that their work looks phenomenal. It's not too obvious. It's exactly the right amount. There's a former Beverly Hills housewife whose face looks terrifying. And one of the doctors I was looking at going to had her in the before and after. And I just went, absolutely not. Because if you're not going to tell me what not to do, yeah. and you're going to let me tell you what to do, then you're not the doctor for me. Dr. Farouz frequently tells me, I'm not touching that for you. He would not let me do tear trough filler. He said I would hate it. Mm. He would not let me do, I, I had a little nose break and there's a little bit of a saddle in my nose. He told me I was out of my mind and I'm glad I didn't do it because I think my nose is perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great nose. Great. But I think that we're our own worst critic and we spend a little too much time looking in the mirror and we can start dissecting our faces and you want someone who's going to look at your face as a whole yes. and understand that if you tweak here it's going to have an impact elsewhere so what else have i had done in the past i have had filler along my cheekbones that i thought was way too much mm-hmm. that was a year ago and i look at pictures of myself i think i look reptilian okay um, and i'm it's not so bad that i would dissolve it but as it has gone down and Mm -hmm. kind of metabolized in my body I'm not looking forward to doing any more for a while and Dr. Farouz will be doing that moving forward he did not do that before what he did the last time I was there was my Botox and then just a little bit of filler in my jawline if you look at Anna's jawline she has this beautiful sculpted jawline mm. so he just Thank put you. a little bit in to give me that shape because my wow. jawline kind of was melting into my neck mm-hmm. a little bit it's still swollen so it is more pronounced now than it will be in a few weeks um, and he just put a sprinkle right here because when i say right here right under my tear trough because it looked like someone had taken their thumbs and just kind of depressed right Mm -hmm. here. And it gave that saggy look. So it just gives a little bit more of a rested look. I was a little bit afraid because I thought it was gonna make the hollows of my eyes look more hollow. Mm -hmm. But if you look at pictures of people who have had too much filler and there's no differentiation between their under eye and their cheek, it Mm. looks flat. It's not normal looking. It's normal to have valleys and peaks on your face yeah it it is and you have those and at the same time Mm -hmm. you've just got a really great complexion and really great tone to your face yes tight and like and yes i'm this is very fascinating to me because the tear trough area is one of my insecure areas i just can't bear it i just have you know like a lot of people kind of like a little bit of hollows under my eyes and especially when i'm sleep deprived you know they turn dark and it drives me crazy but now I feel like I need to go to Dr. Farouz. No, <laughs> he needs I'm to tell me what to do. <laughs> do you think, I wonder if he'd come on our podcast. I bet he would. So Dr. Farouz, I think, is known a lot for his work with his breast work. His hashtag is boobs by Farouz. I actually sent him a... Um, um, I love him. I love him. I love him. Um, and when you're in the office, he has the before and afters. And I have before sent Anna a picture of myself numbing in his office with and she's like i love the breasts in the background because you can see the screen with like the before and after boobs right there um but he does really great work my liposuction was fantastic 
and I, my husband took a picture of me two nights ago where you could actually see my jawline. And I sent him a message and I said, you know, I know you're known as Boobs by Farouz. I have to say, for me, it's Jawline by Jimmy. <laughs> oh my God, um, I love that. He's, and he just has the most wonderful bedside manner. His, everyone in his office is wonderful. His nurse, Jessica, who does the skin treatments like um, CO2 laser, which I also did one treatment of on December 26th. She's wonderful. Lexi, who runs his office, is sweet and texts you to follow up with you, mm. make sure you're okay. Um, really wonderful. And he has that aesthetic eye. I will say, CO2 laser. I know Anna wanted to talk about yes. this. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. We both want to is talk about it. Is this the one? So you sent me some befores and afters when, you know, in our usual text thread where we just like text about all kinds of things, including skincare. And yeah, is this the one where you sent me the brutal afters where you were just red, 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 red? I did, and I'm gonna, you can scroll through, Patrick. Ooh, okay. It looked, so you have it done, and it hurts, I would say, at a four. Okay. You're numb. And again, I bought a package of three of these, and they go easy-ish on you the first time, and will gradually, with each procedure, do it, crank it up just a little bit. Didn't hurt so much doing it. Afterwards, they put on exosomes, which feel very nice and cool on your face. They give you a fan to blow on your face. They put you under LED for 15 minutes. Um, but you feel like you have a terrible sunburn. I mean, mm. and it looks like it, because I'm looking at this after that you sent me, and you are just bright red. Like, you look raw and red. And I felt raw and red. And what this CO2, CO2 laser was, it's a fractional laser, so it's not fully ablating your skin. Mm -hmm. It's doing little pinpoints in a grid. Mm -hmm. What feels interesting is you can feel as it's going, it's like in each square. They do it on a grid on your face. And you will see those grid marks on your face for a good number of days. Wow. Now I thought I was love that. Stuck your face in a little waffle iron. It was. It really was. I got home and my husband was like, what? are you doing? And I have to say, my husband is a good sport. I once fibbed to him about not having the filler done in my cheeks. He got very angry. I will never fib to him about anything I do. I'm very upfront. He, we share what we do, or he does nothing, but I share with him before I do something that I'm doing it. And he said, what have you done? Like your skin was fine. But I have to say, since getting this done, the first two days afterwards, I was texting Anna saying, what have I done? Mm. This hurts. It's uncomfortable. I was doing these vinegar soaks on my face. You take very diluted white vinegar and soak a face mask in it. You put it on your face. It feels excellent. And then you take it off and you put on a very non-comedogenic, mild moisturizer. Um, and then after a few days, your skin gets very rough like sandpaper. And then mm. as you're washing it, it just starts sloughing off a little bit. <gasps> oh, that sounds but it's amazing. Not, <laughs> it's not peeling in sheets the way that it would with a chemical peel. It's just kind of naturally sloughing off. By seven or eight days later, I looked completely normal. Wow. And are, so now, are you happy with it? Like, are the results dramatic enough that you think it was worth the downtime and everything? I hate to say yes, but yes. 100% yes. Wow. I have not gotten a blemish on my face. And I would get one new blemish at least a week. 
uh, before having this treatment, I have not had one new blemish on my face. I got one right away when I had the treatment, probably because it brought that impurity to the surface and I'm still dealing with the hyperpigmentation from it, but it'll go away. I just, mm. that happens slowly for me. Mm. Game changer. Wow. Wow. And is it a one and done versus like the, um, I keep mispronouncing it, Silfirm? Is that it? Okay. Is it a one and done or is it also a kind of thing where you need like three treatments? It depends. So if you want to go all in and do one super intense treatment that's going to give you probably two weeks of downtime and going to be immensely painful, I think you could do that. I would rather do the CO2 light a few times. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. yeah. Is that what you did? Though the, the CO2 wow. light. Which is, does not sound that light. Yeah. I, I thought I was going to be fine to go out after three days, and I was not. Well, I used my Elta MD physical sunscreen. I used the UV clear SPF 46 tinted, and that was gentle enough for my skin and covered enough. Mm -hmm. But if you got close to me, you could see that my skin was very sandpapery and not the right color. And was this Dr. Farouz who did this for you as well? Um, it was in his office. It was his nurse, Jessica, who was also phenomenal. And um, was Jessica upfront about the downtime? Yes. So you she had does. an idea that you may not be fit for public life um, a few days after the treatment. Correct. Well, good. Well, it's good to it is good to know these things. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um. So you okay? So having been on this remarkable journey we are hanging on every word yeah. like <laughs> i want to know what's next if anything for you is there something out there that you haven't tried yet that you're desperate to try what does the next kind of year look like for you in your face i think it's mostly going to be maintenance there are a couple things i want to try um i wanted to try a little more before maybe a couple months ago than I do now. Um, there's the skin vive, which I'm very curious about. Oh, yes. We talked about this many weeks ago on our podcast. We skin did. vive is like an injectable moisturizer. Essentially, it's a newly approved treatment where you, it's an injection, but it's not a filler. It doesn't physically change the structure of your face in any way. It just, allegedly, it moisturizes your skin from the inside out. So it improves the texture and tone, I guess. What's interesting is I, I talk to the people in Dr. Farouz's office because they all try these things. So what I've heard is for the over 40 set, Skin Vive was wonderful. For the under 40 set, people didn't really see that much of a benefit from it. Mm -hmm. It is expensive. Mm -hmm. I've heard it is a little painful. So I was thinking maybe instead of doing that, maybe like an Aqua Gold facial, which I don't know if you've heard of those. They're no. Micro stamped into the superficial layers of your skin, and it's a cocktail depending on what you do. But it's some Botox, some hyaluronic acid. Oh, wow. Um, if you have discoloration, maybe some niacinamide, some vitamin, whatever it is, they do a cocktail just for your face and they stamp it. You know, you've seen those like cure things on Facebook, maybe, or Instagram ads of the, you know, do it at home. I'm not oh a believer God, in the do it no at home. Oh my God, no way. <laughs> But just a micro stamp. Interested in trying that. I've seen prices anywhere from $400 to $800 for that. So it might be a save up thing. Yeah. Other than that, I think, you know, there's always the wish list of things that you wish you could have done. For me, after losing some weight, I would love a body lip, tummy tuck, whatever. That's not my face. I don't like my hooded eyelids. 
maybe an upper, but actually in real life, probably never going to do that until my eyes start falling down. Yeah, your eyes yeah. do not look droopy and at we're all. We're not just saying no, it. No, we're not. Like, I'm, I'm looking for a hooded um, lid no, and nothing. I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, and when you're, I mean, I see your eyelids, like, because that's the thing with hooded eyes, right? Like, when it really droops, like, and you can't even see any eyelid. Yeah, that's but. when it's a problem. But, you know, when it's not doing that, guess what? It's an eyelid. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's just being a lid. But yeah, but you raise an interesting point because it's very easy to start when you when things are going great for your face. It's I know that in my experience, I hone in on what I perceive as imperfections. And then I think, oh, well, I think I need to do that now. And sometimes it's good to kind of say that to a friend or an outside party who can honestly say to you, stop. Because what you don't want to look like is that housewife the, whose name you didn't mention, mm-hmm. but I think we know her we name. We know who it is. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. I think it begins with an L <laughs> and the last name is R. Oh, I was thinking of someone who maybe his name starts with a B. Well, we'll have to discuss after the podcast, so we're not shit talking. Yeah. But yeah. Well, in case they come on to the podcast. Yeah, right. In case they're listening, because <laughs> we have such reach that like we, we, we want to be kind with our influence. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. No. And, it's, and do you know what? I, I love each and every one of those housewives and their faces. But um, that doesn't mean we want their look. No, it doesn't. And that's okay. And I'll tell you who I'm... It, did you say L and R? Yeah. So I have seen... Lisa uh-huh. in person and she's stunning. She does not look overdone. Wow, okay. Um, stunning. Except the lips. Hello. True story. Yeah, I have two have seen her in person. Right after college, I worked briefly at a gym and she was a member there and um, very beautiful, but the lips are yeah, I'm right, intense. I've never, I've never met her. I'm sure she's a lovely lady, and I'm mm-hmm. transfixed by her face, and I love looking at her. And when she was on the show, I loved her, her looks for her confessionals. I thought she looked amazing, head to toe. The thing I couldn't stop looking at was the lips. The lips are a bit much. Yeah, it was just she, a lot of lip. I will say she was a very nice person, and um, one time, unwittingly, she didn't realize she came in and took a spinning class at this gym immediately after getting a spray tan <laughs> and then I, I had to clean up the bike and it was like oh my god really stained with this stuff but um but she's very apologetic and she was she was real nice about it so it was okay I mean there are people there are people out there that would pay good money to wipe Lisa Rinner's um tan off a 100%. bike you know it was very LA I was like behind the desk LA of this moment. gym like Literally, like, reading Foreign Policy magazine and, like, wiping <laughs> Lisa Rinna's spray tan off of a spinning bike. <laughs> that was me at 22. <laughs> you ask about, like, what's next in it. Not to get too heady, but I feel like in Los Angeles, and I think also if you were a child of the 80s and you're a woman, you had a mother of a different generation who were very critical I think of their daughters talked a lot about their own body mm-hmm. insecurities in front of their daughters pointed out imperfections maybe in our bodies mm-hmm. and that's just not something I want to perpetuate so even though I've done these things to my face and they're pretty low-key on the on the scheme in the scheme of things but especially in this town it's right 
I have a six-year-old daughter. I don't talk about it in front of her. I don't comment on my own body in front of her. I never comment on her body, which why would you comment on a six-year-old's body? But I've seen it. Yeah, happen. it happens. Yeah. It's crazy. And we've, we've talked about this new trend of tweens having Sephora accounts and buying yeah. SPF and all kinds of um, really expensive, unnecessary skincare products to put on their child-like plasma-filled faces, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's definitely a thing. And you know, the great thing about you is that you, yes, you've done stuff, but you you weren't doing this in your 20s. No. You were doing this as a fully-fledged grown adult who waited. Yes, and Um, at least like certainly based on the outcomes, you look great. You seem to have, you know, you, well, I know you. You do like definitely have a consciousness about like, oh, I don't want to go too far. You found a good doctor who's, not going to make you look weird and do any procedure to get to get a paycheck and um so yeah whatever if all this stuff is just things we do to look better and feel better and that's what it is then great that is a a classic example of enjoying the journey as well as the destination and with that in mind you've brought so many expensive and exciting looking products I'd love to talk about a few of them now yes so tell us what you've brought to yeah, show us and this actually, is a wonderful if, show if and we tell. could start if we could just take us through a day in the life of Sam and her uh, face um I would love to yes, hear about tell us. what you put on your face and when Okay, great. So I've had a journey in my skincare. At first, I was buying all very expensive products. Then I was going all Korean mm-hmm. products, which are much more affordable than mm-hmm. other products. And then now I've come to a place of a hybrid. So I like supplementing the more inexpensive Korean products with really targeted actives. Mm-hmm. Very so, good. I like where this is going. So I am of the belief that face wash and moisturizer should need not be terribly expensive. So I agreed. St- so I start my day with philosophy, purity made simple face wash, which I've been using for a decade. I buy the jumbo size either from Sephora when they're carrying it. I think they might have stopped carrying it or oh QVC. My. Long story about QVC and my mother's love of QVC, but QVC. I am obsessed with QVC, but that's for another podcast. Another podcast. So I do that. And then I will pat dry. I will spray my face with some thermal water. Um, La Roche-Posay makes a good one. That one is Avena. Yes, Avena or Avena. I never know what it's called, but you'll you'll notice it as soon as you see it. It's in that kind of classic white can with the uh, orange um, text. And yeah, it's a a really great hydrating facial mist. Yes, and it's just thermal water. It's water in a mist. It's water, but that really can Mm -hmm. aid hydration and absorption for other products. So it's definitely not something that you want to sleep on. So then I do my um, growth factor. So I found this company neogenesis if you're looking at the bottle it is not sexy the branding is very meh it has like maybe seven ingredients Mm -hmm. it is a very scientific small batch company i really enjoy it and i have tried the neocutis which was well over 200 dollars. it broke me out i have tried the tns recovery complex from skin medica it's too fragranced for me Mm. i really love the neogenesis and i had run out of it a little while ago and i could tell a difference in my skin so after the neogenesis i will go in with my COSRX six peptide skin booster, which is supposed to aid the absorption of any other actives you put on afterward. Oh, wow. This is a new one for Uh, me. And it has 
copper peptides and a bunch of other peptides, some a little bit of hyaluronic acid, some niacinamide. It's great. Ooh, spell out the brand. Is this Korean? It's Korean, but they sell it at Ulta also. Oh. It's C-O-S-R-X. I used to use the tried and true um, C.E. Ferulic. Oh, the skin, oh, the skin, skin It just didn't do it for me, guys. And it smelled like wow. hot dog water. <gasps> no. It smells like hot dog water. So I was telling this to the woman I get my facials from, Kayla Aesthetics. She is wonderful. Go see her. Um, and she recommended Is Clinical Super Serum Advanced. And what I like is it has the L-ascorbic in it, mm-hmm. but it also has peptides and other actives so it's kind of a multitasking product okay we are hanging on your every last word sam (laughs) okay so next 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 i do um a prescription azelaic acid so i use Mm. a generic of i think it's called finestra it's basically a 15 percent azelaic acid and i put that on and actually what i like about that is any stickiness or shininess from the products kind of gets masked by that. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm very dry, I will just use a tiny bit of the CeraVe night cream, which I know is for night, but just a tiny bit. Otherwise, I just go right in with my sunscreen, which is the birch juice from Round Lab. It's an SPF 50. It's super lightweight. Let that go in. And then I use a milk um, tinted SPF over to that, a little bit of concealer, some mascara, the Laneige night mask mm. lip thing, which I people are very torn on. It's one of those, you either love it or hate it. I love it. And that is my day. Okay, so how... Oh my God. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm just... We're going to take a photo of this spread of products and we're going to yeah. put it on our Instagram. Yeah, we So will. I think that, I think so that people can see what we're talking about. I'm giddy. Are you giddy? I'm, I'm giddy. giddy. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> I just feel like I've got been on a masterclass, like an intensive course on how to be beautiful. Um, exactly. What I want to know is, this is, so you just talked about your daytime routine. So we talked about day but not night. Oh, one yeah. product yeah, that I about. love that I use every night is this one. It is Some By Me AHA BHA PHA 30 Day Miracle Toner. It is super gentle but does what it says it's going to do and what does it say it's going to do those are all exfoliants so it's your alpha hydroxies your beta hydroxies whatever p stands for hydroxies um it has some niacinamide in it but it's very gentle so i was using the dennis gross peel pads i started with the highest strength every other day my skin broke out and got angry went to the normal tolerated it but i found I was just too red from it. It was uh-huh. just too much for my skin, but I needed something that would do that. And I found this product. Yeah. And this, with the COSRX peptide yeah. afterward, has really added a vibrancy to my skin. Wow. So let's, so let's just wow. whiz through the night routine. What's the first thing you do as you're preparing to go to bed? So that is where I'll stop you. I do not do this when I'm preparing to go to bed because if you put your face products on your face wet right before bed, it ends up on your pillow, <gasps> right? I mean, it's just so obvious. So ah. when I get home from work, I go upstairs and keep in mind, I have makeup and sunscreen on. So I use my tried and true balm, Clinique take the day off. I yes, love it. Good. Love it. Glad to hear that, but, that yeah. you know, high street, brands are still a part of your um, amazing routine. (laughs) Yes. So the Clinique and then the Philosophy Foaming Cleanser, wash that off. 
if I am feeling up to it, I will do 10 minutes with my LED light mask. Yeah, Love my I... LED light mask. Um, and then I do the stem cells again, or the, the AHA, PHA, BHA first, and I give that a good 10 minutes. Then I spray with my thermal water and do the growth factors. Then I will do this guy. Mm. It, I don't even know what it does. I can't even really pronounce it. It's in a blue bottle. It's, um, oh, it's, a, is it's this an another Korean toner. brand? It, it looks mm. Korean to me. It is a Korean toner. I do, I'm going to murder the name. Pyun Kang Yul. Yes. Uh, that's the phonetic that's right. spelling. Yeah, I think that's right. It's just it's funny how you, how you prefaced yeah. it. But yeah, it's like a blue, a nice, a lovely blue bottle. It's called Essence Toner. It just feels really moisturizing and nice on my skin. So I'll do that first. And uh, when I use a toner, I don't use a pad because I don't want to be roughing up my skin too much. Yeah. So I put my toner into my hands and just kind of pat up them into my face. Mm -hmm. Another method you could use is getting little spray bottles and just misting them on your face. Mm -hmm. So after that, I kind of follow my daytime routine. I do my peptide. Then I will do this cause de Baja. I'm going to mispronounce the active in it, but it is tranexamic acid and niacinamide. It's a 5% trans, tranexamic, tranexamic acid. And that is for the little dark spots that I would get, especially after a blemish that will help with fading that. Then I finish with the azelaic acid and my tried and true CeraVe night cream which has all the good ingredients in it. And for me, it is a dupe of the triple lipid repair. Wow. Which is, a, which is um, SkinCeuticals. Oh, and it just seals everything in. It's like a good non-comedogenic moisturizer that's thick and creates a barrier and seals it all in. Absolutely, and I really kind of gently let that seep in. And I try to do that step 30 minutes before bed so that it's not on my pillow. Okay. My mind is blown. I mean, Patrick, I'm feeling like there's a whole wide world out there beyond my Dennis Gross loyalty, although like I'm Ugh. still loyal to him and I love him, but this is kind of blowing my this mind. This is blowing my mind as And well. I'm looking at Sam's face. There's not a wrinkle. There's not a blemish that I can see. It's glowy. There's not even a pore that I can no, detect. No, I'm telling you. It's, she it's doesn't been... look fake or filled or anything. So I'm just like, oh. What am I doing with my life? It's time to rethink some life choices. I yes. Think. <laughs> I would, now we and we could even turn this into a double episode. We um, could, and because we're we're almost out of time, I just want to one um, one thing I've noticed in all of the products that you've talked about today, I haven't seen or heard the word retinol used. Mm -hmm. Do you? Is there a reason for that? So I tried. Okay. I tried retinol. I don't, I don't disbelieve you. Um, I tried, first I tried Dennis Gross with the peel pads. They have a retinol in this step too. Uh -huh. um, I have tried a retinol with squalene in it from The Ordinary. Mm -hmm. I tried um, an, a prescription retinol at 0.05%, not tretinoin. It is similar. It's called Altrino and it's in more mm. of a, um, not a gel, but an ointment. With hyaluronic acid, it's supposed to be a lot more gentle on your skin. But regardless, it just, the uglies and the peeling in my skin, it just made my skin too angry. Mm. And also, after the angry, it got this sheen to it. Like my skin was always almost like mirror glass in a way that wasn't 
you know, the glass skin I was looking for, it just mm. looked funny. Really? Um, and felt very sensitive. I think I had just wrecked my barrier. Yeah. And so that's when I went to the Korean products. Because yeah. Because they're known for being a lot more gentle and having fewer ingredients in them. Mm-hmm. And just kind of a back to basics approach. And I think I'm doing just fine without a retinol. Oh, My you ser- sure are. I just think it's good to talk about the fact that you can have yeah. a really successful skincare routine without retinol. We've spoken about tretinoin and you know, a year ago it really was being touted as the, the holy grail to eternal youth. But again, if you go on Reddit and you type in tretinoin, the amount of damage you see to people's faces. And again, it's this whole like beauty is pain. Well, actually it's not, and it shouldn't be. And your um, beloved Dr. Dennis Gross mm-hmm. says the same thing, especially same about thing tretinoin. About tretinoin. He? he said it was intended to be a spot treatment for acne originally, that that's yeah. what it's for. You dab it on your zits, but it's become this thing now that people apply like over their entire faces, which I've done too. And yeah, it's drying and it's irritating. And his he, he said, on a social media video, if you are having this reaction, stop using it. This whole concept that you have to like power through this phase, the purge purge where your skin goes bad and then it gets good is just a complete myth. If it's just bothering your skin, that means it's bothering your skin. It's an irritant and you shouldn't use it. And I, I took that to heart. I have not used it other than um, occasionally when I'm getting a zit, I've used it as a, as a spot treatment. Yeah. I've got three tubes of the stuff upstairs and I'm not using it Mm -hmm. anymore either. It's just gathering dust. But there we are. Well, Sam, I just want to say it's been an education. Yeah, this is incredible. This is truly like a masterclass. Yeah. And we're going to take um, a photo for our Instagram of day products and night products, and we'll turn those into a post. So if you guys have not been taking notes, and look at our photos, we'll have it all for you. and you'll see, yes. yeah, day and night uh, by Sam. But this is just, oh, this is amazing. This has been amazing. Thank you for having me. Oh. I am so excited to be here. Oh, this was well. so much fun. I could just sit in your kitchen and talk about skincare all day. Well, I mean, the door is always too. open. <laughs> Believe me, Sam. Thanks, Thank you guys. so much for, for being on this journey with us, guys. Thank you again to Sam, and we'll all see you next week. See you then. Bye. Bye.